Yesterday, our chief medical officer of health, Dr. Karen Moore, issued a plea for people to get their COVID shots. It's a call for arms, he says. It's our ticket out of the pandemic. Here is the chief medical officer of health. Each and every Ontarian that rolls up their sleeve and bears their arm helps make our fight against COVID-19 and the Delta variant that much easier and safer for the fall. Getting immunized not only benefits you as an individual, but it protects your loved ones, your family, your friends, your community, your school, and it protects the health system. Now, you might think to yourself, why is he talking about the fall? I think it's important to know who he's talking to. He's talking to students. Uh, high school and university age. He's saying it takes a couple of weeks after the second vaccination to develop full immunity and to improve safety levels. So he's concerned as we move into further stages of reopening that people may still be at risk. And especially as we move into uh, the school year in the fall, it really is. I don't want to freak anybody out about eight weeks away. I know. I know we've just started summer. I get it. Uh, but he's saying to sustain our progress, we need to see continued improvement in vaccinations through the summer and into the fall. It's collectively our responsibility. And I believe that. I believe it's a collective responsibility. And I've been talking about this since we first re- started receiving our vaccines. And now there's just no excuse for people to be hesitant as far as vaccination goes, because we have supply. And that highly contagious Delta variant, you look at it. In it's causing all kinds of problems in the UK and in Israel and um, British computer modeling has suggested that there is an increase in hospitalizations that is looming. So we have to worry about ourselves as well. He's concerned that during the summer, the daily average of people getting vaccinated will drop off here to talk about that and other things. Dr. Jennifer Tang, an emergency physician and coroner featured in an article I read over the weekend about doctors dealing with vaccine hesitancy. Thanks for joining the show, doctor. It's good to have you on. Hi, Kelly. Thanks so much for covering this very important topic and for having me on. So how common is it during, you know, an emergency room shift to come into to contact with people who haven't been vaccinated for COVID-19 yet? Um, you know, it it's not as common now, but I'm thinking about the last emergency shift I worked uh, yesterday, and I probably had... 20 to 30 percent of the patients I saw yesterday um, had not had not received their first dose of vaccination. So while more and more people are getting vaccinated, there are still some folks who have not yet um, been vaccinated or had a first dose uh, vaccine against COVID-19. Is there anything in common with these people, age, demographic? What, what you know, is there anything that you could point to as in uh, a common factor? No, actually. Um, when I reflect on on the folks I met yesterday that hadn't yet been vaccinated, uh, some were quite young, some were in their 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met folks that are in their 80s that haven't gotten vaccinated. So I think it's a subset of folks, but I, I'm not noticing any common patterns uh, from, from my work. And so, I mean, as a doctor, you know, you believe in science, you want everybody vaccinated, I guess. I'm, I'm assuming, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it, it is safe uh, we're finding that it's effective and we're seeing the numbers go down. So that's not a coincidence. Coincidence. Are there reasons um, that they are leaning on that have stopped them from being vaccinated and how similar are they? Um, so absolutely. I believe in vaccination. I believe the reason why our cases have dropped is because of vaccination. So I 100 percent agree with what you're saying there. Um, 
I hear different things. Um, sometimes um, folks, that they're afraid. Um, the information is changing all the time and it's fear. Um, sometimes it's that they can't get time off work. Uh, sometimes it's that um, they can't get through. They can't get a vaccination appointment at earlier, you know, when you need to book online. Some folks were not internet or tech savvy. In some of the populations we see, uh, English is not the first language, um, and that is a barrier. But I'd say in the average patient that's not vaccinated, it's often that they don't understand the urgency. Um, so as a physician, by virtue of my role caring for sick people in the emergency department, me and my colleagues, we see things the public doesn't always see. Um, you know, we understand the urgency because we see these sick people that come in breathless, that need to have a tube, that need to go to the intensive care unit. But members of the public, even though it's all over the news, all over the media, like any kind of disaster, sometimes we read about it and we think, these things can't happen to me. These things can't happen to my family. And so it may be that, you know, they don't understand the risk of not getting vaccinated um, because we just think, you know, this, this is not going to happen to me. This happens to other people. I'm very careful. I, I wonder how much the numbers have to do with uh, their, you know, choice not to be vaccinated because uh, almost 79% of eligible va- adults in Ontario have received at least one dose of vaccine. 46.3% are fully vaccinated. Is it worrying that some people may hear that and think, oh, well, we're, we're close to herd immunity. I can just give the vaccine a pass. I don't have to do it. Let everybody else do it. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is worrying. And that sort of goes back to what I'm saying is that, you know, those folks who haven't been vaccinated are, are at a, these are the cases that we're seeing, right? They're at a higher risk for getting ill uh, with the Delta variant because they haven't received uh, one dose of the vaccine. And so there's this sense of security, right? Oh, you know, we're seeing the numbers go down, things are getting better, but it's still important that everybody gets vaccinated uh, for their health and safety, just like Dr. Moore was saying, and also to protect the people that they love, you know, their children, um, the elderly in the community, their clients, their patients. Yeah, I have, I have to be honest with you, doctor. I have one friend who is, uh, not, I wouldn't say vaccine hesitant. I would say not going to do it. So I guess an anti-vaxxer, but she keeps it mainly to herself. Um, she's kind of of the mind. Well, I, I don't want anything put into my body, uh, you know, that's foreign. Now I, I have a real problem with that because I look at this as a collective responsibility of all of us here. Um, so how do you deal with somebody like that? What, what do you say? I mean, what's the approach to take if you, if you, met somebody in your family or someone you really like, but you just can't wrap your head around their thought process when it comes to vaccine hesitancy, because quite frankly, a lot of us look at it and go, that's completely selfish. I think it, it's, I mean, I think everybody in their life probably knows someone just like your friend. And I think that it has to be handled delicately. I think the way you might handle it as a friend is maybe a bit different than the way you might handle it if you were the family physician or, or the emergency physician. I can tell you the way I handle it at the bedside as, as the emergency physician is I generally routinely ask everyone, um, you know, have you received the COVID vaccine? I see each patient encounter in the emergency department as an opportunity to, um, to, to ask and to educate and also to empower and inform. Um, you know, most people, the majority of people want to make good choices for themselves. 
They want to protect themselves. They care about their loved ones. And and most people are not actually selfish. You know, I, I believe in the good in humanity. And so I'll ask them, you know, can I answer any questions? You know, can I help you in any way? Um, and I and I kind of open the discussion. I think that it's a wrong approach to um, shame or or kind of take a judgmental approach as a healthcare professional. I think I have to be very clear as an emergency physician, we're not here to judge. We're here to care, educate, and empower. We're going to take care of every single person that comes in, no matter what, whether they're vaccinated or not, that doesn't matter. But we, if you come from it, from an angle that, you know, I'm asking because I care about your health and mm-hmm. I don't want you to get sick. I care about you. Um, you know, people are actually often quite receptive and, um, you know, I kind of, I ask them, like, what's the barrier? How can I help you? And when they tell me, you know, this is what I'm worried about, or, you know, I'm pregnant, or I, I have concerns about this, you know, I ask for permission to sort of go further and, and, and explore. And, and often, most people say yes. And, you know, I talk about sort of the myths, or I dispel some of the concerns that they have, and I'll refer them to other resources, or, or I'll, I'll refer them to how to book or I'll send them to a link. There's some great resources online. Some of our community partners, thisisourshot.ca, has an excellent website with common questions. It's translated into, I think, over 25 languages, including Ojibwe, uh, traditional Chinese, uh, French. And that's one way to handle it. Um, Also focusing on the positive, right? There's been so much Mm -hmm. negativity in the news. You know, at the vaccine clinics, people are joyful. They're hopeful. They're grateful. We talk about things they look forward to. And that can be a starting point. You know, what are you looking forward to most? I want to go travel. Well, how are you going to do that? Well, you need to get vaccinated so that you stay safe and that you can travel. So focusing on what matters to the person, I think, is um, the first step to being able to have that conversation. If you approach it from an angle as, you know, I'm here to judge you and shame you, people just shut down. You know, no one wants to feel that way. And to be honest, uh, I might be thinking that, but I, I just, man, I kind of shut down because I really didn't know what to say. I mean, I'm armed with so much information, but at the end of the day, am I qualified to be talking someone through their decisions? Probably not. And the chief medical officer of health is urging people who are hesitant to do exactly what you've done to to suggest that they talk to their doctor or a pharmacist. Because um, it, it is important to talk to people that can educate and are trained to educate when it comes to medical decisions. And that's you guys. Absolutely. And family physicians have been our greatest allies in in the push to getting Canadians vaccinated because they may not know me. They meet me in the emergency room for for a few minutes. You know, it's a bad day for them. But they know their family physician since they've been born, right? Mm. They, They trust them. And so I would actually say, Kelly, people like you are actually quite important. Even if you're not a medical professional, I mean, people may, your your friend may trust you. Right. She doesn't know me, but she trusts you and you're reasonable and, and you can point her to the right resources. So I think we all have a role to play, medical professional or not, in um, increasing the vaccination numbers and getting our lives um, back to back to the way they used to be. Fingers crossed. Dr. Tang, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much for joining us. Hopefully you've convinced at least one person to have a chat or get out there and book their uh, first or second shot. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Kelly. Take care. Have a great day. Dr. Jennifer Tang, emergency physician and coroner.